Welcome, mortals, to the new Actual Play podcast series brought to you by the Cast of Many Things podcasting group, where we will be playing a homebrewed version of the Dresden Files accelerated role-playing game developed by Evil Hat Productions. The Dresden Files RPG is based off of a series of urban fantasy novels by best-selling author Jim Butcher. It is set in a world not unlike our own, but one where wizards and warlocks, fairies and vampires, gods and monsters are real and walk among us unbeknownst to the vast majority of humanity. So prepare yourself as we are about to enter the world of the Dresden Files. Howdy folks, my name is Matt, and I will be taking on the mantle of Game Master for several of my friends as we will be playing Dresden Files Accelerated, utilizing the Fate Accelerated rule system, sort of. So, without further ado, allow me to introduce our players. Patrick! Hello everybody! Who are you playing, sir? Oh, I've got, I think I did that last time and the time before. I will be playing Tobias Miller, a reporter, and a, awesome. just, just a weird guy that, you know, Wants to know so much about all the things that he's just getting to find out. Could be so cool? That is an understatement. <laughs> While you're there, Chris, tell yeah. us about your character. I am Chris. I am Alistair McGorry, grumpy old man and knight of the cross. And Faye. Hello, I'm Faye. I am playing Eliza Wraith, 18-year-old former child star, newly discovered <laughs> that she is a vampire, potentially, um, and her parents are vampires of the White Court. Awesome. And last but not least, Nathan. Hi, yeah. Um, I'll be playing Noah Anderson, who um, found out that his best friend is maybe a vampire and uh, is probably in an argument with his parents at some uh, at some level here after skipping his shift. On that note, does anyone want to do a little more full synopsis of last episode? So last time we met my cousin who had left... Um, to go feed at a strip club. We were very weirded out by that. Um, It sounds like afterwards we had a little debrief of who the FOMOR were, um, as well as like potentially the chief of a specific crew, um, Barnabas, or maybe some Celtic demons who are after something called the Sword of Damocles. Um, And they are going after a book that might describe the location of this weapon or artifact. Um, And our Knight of the Cross is trying to break this news to us and also protect us children from all of this. We met um, Noah's parents who uh, own an apothecary and they make potions. Uh, Mother Bobby and we did not meet Bill. Tobias has his mind opened to the world of the occult and I think Eliza went home with uh, Noah to her parents' place to have some dinner. And this was kind of when they decided that they were going to reveal to her that she was actually a white court virgin. She gets mad. She storms out, drives Noah home and word vomits on him about what happened. So, yeah, a lot happened. Some traumatical, uh, traumatical, traumatizing, traumatic. Traumatic. There's the word. Something that they're investigating later in time. How does that make you feel? So, long story short, you guys probably, you and uh, Noah, or um, Eliza and Noah probably stayed up and you probably talked each other to sleep while you were, you know, settling on this news that just trying to come to base with it and, you know, come to terms with it and determine, okay... You know, what does this mean? What do I do? You know, how does this change anything? And just every question of the book. And you finally, the two of you just pass out um, wherever you might be at his place as uh, it uh, grows light out in the morning. I think, Alistair, you were going to review all those documents and make some notes on possible leads, I believe. Right. And I had just found out there was a, uh, the father was in the hospital or working at a hospital. And, there is a family that I want to go visit today um, and ask questions about what their book was because they actually had, we had witnesses. Uh, yes. Um, so when you're looking through that stuff, you do notice some things. A uh, address in uh, a nice 
really nice subdivision uh, up in the north part of the county, not far from South Bend. A from the report you have that was presented to you by uh, Petra, I believe. Yes. Yes, with the um, Venatore Umbrorum. Uh, she had put on there the police report from when they just showed up, where they just reported a break-in and um, some property damage. But she added some additional notes of her own, saying, uh, appears to be a private collector of various things, including books. Uh, he is a local oncologist. Um, his name is Rafat Anand. Uh, he has a wife and two children, and they uh, apparently uh, are worth looking into as she has them as the last entry right before the Griffin bookstore. So it appears that they were broken into like the day before or the evening before the Griffin bookstore break-in. So, like, just two days ago. Uh, who is contacting who, or what are you guys doing as you start your Saturday morning? Oh, no. Eliza has stayed up late venting to Noah, and she's probably passed out at one of the tables at the apothecary, you know, like, where you could, like, sit down mm-hmm. to, like, have a coffee. She's, like, passed out. So she is sleeping until noon unless somebody calls her. Noah is letting her sleep, but is making the coffee. <laughs> I'm sure you've got every type of bean imaginable in your apothecary. Oh, yeah. We've even got those ones that cats poop out. Oh, geez. Faye, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, you okay? <laughs> it's oh, a, the civet coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ca- Capi Luwak or Capi Luau. He's not making that. No, I've heard of that. I didn't know it was cats. I knew there was some animal that they did that with. What about uh, Tobias? Tobias would probably end up going to the apothecary. It's Saturday. Okay. Just wants to go see what's up. Get get a cup of uh, some really good coffee. Okay, so we'll say it's hey, Toby. afternoon at this point. Uh, so, Eliza, it's time to get up. Um, the three of you are there. Alistair, would you be doing anything or just kind of reaching out and m- meeting up with the gang? I can meet up with the gang. Okay. As I say, because I know I was... Uh... I was up pretty much all night, like, trying to figure out more about this and didn't want to uh, interrupt the uh, family at this time, but I need a ride. (laughs) Okay. So you guys, uh, it's probably about 1 p.m. at this point. Uh, Eliza, you've had time to get dressed and shower and clean up and get some coffee, and you're currently sitting around uh, the apothecary as uh, Alistair comes up to the door. Oh, hey, it's Professor uh, McRory. Oh, um... Please come in, Professor. I require your help. Um, what kind? We have, um, we have lots of different salves for, um, warts, or what, what's... Now that you mention it, I will take another coffee, but... Right, um, I did brew this, this nice Costa Rican light roast, um, tastes a little bit like strawberry and kiwi, and, um, Eliza likes it, but, um, it's a little cold now, but here, here, I can pour you a cup. Appreciate it. I've come across some information that uh, I feel that I need to look into, uh, and I need some assistance, unfortunately. And what do you need help with? It seems the day before that the break-in at the bookstore, there was a private collector had received a, uh, a break-in. Um, mother and child witnessed the events uh, and a book was stolen from them. And I need to borrow your station wagon. No, point point of correction. They didn't actually take a book. Oh, okay. I thought a book was taken from the coach. Sorry. They, they were looking for a book. They did not actually find what they apparently were looking for. My bad. You need my car. It's not really a station much. wagon. It's actually just a Toyota Corolla SE. It's a... It's technically a sedan. That year didn't come in a hatchback. Yeah, this one's got... It's a four-door sedan. Okay. And I kind of felt that your little reporter friend, his ID might help uh, why we are investigating this, possibly for his newspaper. I'm going to be useful. Oh, this this is going to be great. (laughs) He, he oh, kind of always good to have around around Toby. You can see Toby's kind of bouncing around. He's had like five cups of coffee, like three cups hot, two big ass iced coffees. He's just like bouncing around. You might want to slow down on those. They're um, they're pretty strong. Yeah, for for for, for eight, eight, eight dollars a pop, they better be. Yeah, yeah that reminds me, Professor, are you going to pay for that? <laughs> I'll actually reach into a pouch and throw a drachma. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Yeah, what, uh, Eliza looks over. Well, 
It's worth a heck of a lot more than eight dollars. <laughs> Add it to my tab, child. As long as it's not a Roma Denarius. Right. <laughs> yeah, do I sense anything when I pick it up? <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, no. <laughs> Rifle in your pocket. Did you sure you picked up the right coin, Professor? Okay. So what does Eliza think of uh, him wanting to bum a ride? Um. Yeah, she is all into doing figuring out what's going on so that she doesn't have to focus on the fact that her parents told her that she's a vampire. Yep, I was Let's curious what her state of mind was. <laughs> and especially because she's starting to notice that even though she's drinking the coffee and like having a breakfast sandwich, that she's feeling, she can only describe it as peckish? hungry. Peckish. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff you never noticed before is now becoming noticeable. Very good. Uh, so you guys pile into the Toyota Corolla. I throw the gym bag on top of uh, Joby. Ow, ow, it, ow. Is it painful? Like, is it really heavy? That's fairly yeah. heavy. It's chain, got chain mail and a sword in it. <laughs> As you fling it back, I wasn't paying attention. It kind of like pops me right in the mouth. Ow, 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 ow man, like, ow, there's a little blood. That kind of bit my lip there. <laughs> that should have warned me on that one. Ah. Just here, here, Toby, it's take right. this. It's a little drip of blood going down. Ah, it's okay. I, 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 I have a sleeve. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's a uh, Noah hands <laughs> you a little, a little paper packet. Oh, oh. What's that? Voice tell that. Oh, put it on your, on your lip there. I have a sleeve. He just holds the sleeve up to his mouth. Please try not to bleed on the back seat. No, nope, no. Nope. All right. No, nope. uh, not bleeding on the back seat. Got my, uh, got my hand up here. We're good. We're good. That was just a really heavy bag. I need to All work right. on the packaging the, of this thing. What's the address? I'm going to type it here into Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Not that it matters, but I did write an address. It's Serenet Maps. Yes. 61481 Shamrock Hills Drive. All right. I punch it in and I floor it. You burn rubber into the gravel parking lot. Gravel goes flying and you fishtail out into the main drag as you are on your way. It's only about maybe a 15 minute drive. So, um, while you guys are driving, did you want to talk or just kind of quietly ponder a nice morning or afternoon now? Can someone give me an idea of what we're actually going to do now? What I actually have to say if I'm going to have the, you know, the reporter's axes, I have to know what we're going to really be going in there for. Or... Is it just I show a badge and you just walk in? Eliza really doesn't want anyone else finding out about this vampire stuff. So she's like, you should probably turn off all of that stuff. Turn off all of what? Your recorder. It's not on right now. Uh Uh-huh. She gives you one of those, like, looks in the (laughs) rear view mirror. He he holds the one that was in his right pocket up. The button's not down. Don't you have another one? The the, the batteries are dead on this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Roll a guile to see if she believes you and... And then tell me if you're being honest or not. If you remember uh, the first episode, I needed batteries on one of them. Oh, that is a five, one, two, and a two. I got plus one. And my guile is... Okay, so I got a two for guile, and I got a five. So does that bring everything back down to zero? Because I got three negatives. Uh, Remember... Yeah, because one and two are negative, three, four, nothing. Yep, so so I I got a zero, nice and even. Okay. Are you telling the truth? Yeah, I'm telling the truth because I I needed batteries on on one of them the first day. He seems to be fairly honest. She doesn't trust him. It's like one of those, like, in the rearview mirror, fingers to the eyes. (laughs) I'm watching you. I imagine Eliza, though, wears, like, really designer sunglasses and kind of pull them down a little bit to see the eyes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like the, you know, like, aviators or whatever. Like, really big on your, like, very feminine-shaped face. You know, just, like, super big aviators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta have a different pair for driving and a different pair for walking around and a different pair exactly. for... Exactly. Only difference is the, the shade of the frame is different. Tobias probably has, like, little flip-down ones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So, you guys uh, end up making your way up into a even almost classier neighborhood than what even you live in, Eliza, as it is um, these mansion-style homes, you know, uh, with all-brick facade and little archways over the driveway and stuff like that. And make your way into um, end of a cul-de-sac in this subdivision and see a big kind of yellowish, pale brick uh, house. Um, that matches the address. Uh, there is uh, a single car in the driveway. It's kind of like a uh, like a Mercedes SUV type of thing. And yeah, so you guys pull up, or do you park down the street, or like? Is the father still in the hospital? 
are um the father's the doctor so he was oh, okay. at the hospital, hospital. working wow. when, okay yep they were just traumatized the mother and child and okay yep. i was trying yep. to remember okay yep. i would like park where professor mcrory tells me to as i say we don't need to go out front uh, let's walk up like so we're not just pulling into the driveway we'll park down the street a little ways okay i do that can you uh get, get, can you bring the house up on uh, on your on your phone just to you know, to, to see like the, the surroundings. Oh, you, know, like, you mean get, like yeah, like, like on, on the Ubel Earth, like like Ubel Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, I do that. Just to have an understanding of uh, what might be around here. Uh, yeah. Uh, she pulls it up, and you guys look, and fairly big lots, like two and a half, three acre lots in the subdivision. You know, larger than your typical cramped suburban subdivision. Uh, there's two other houses on this short cul-de-sac dead end. Um, and this one's at the very end, so it's got like a wrought iron gate around the back with a pool in it and like a, a little gazebo, nice grill set from what you can tell uh, from the aerial view. Some pine trees, you know, uh, what looks to be some sort of fire pit, but uh, looks fairly well enclosed. It's got a thick tree line on two sides in the back, and then the other side's kind of a large eight-foot fence separating the neighbor's house. So, Professor, what are we doing here again? The mother and child seen the culprits uh, that tried to break in and attempt to steal this book. Um, I, for one, would like to see the book and see what they were after and possibly get a description of the individuals that were trying to break in um, to see if these are actually the creatures or not um, or if it was some sort of supernatural incident. Plus, I'd like to know again to ask what I, the other break-ins were pretty much nondescript. There was no correlation to the Sword of Damocles. Now, I myself would like to know if this one did. Do you happen to know their names? Uh, I'm sure I... Yeah, it was in the story. I'm yep. sure. Yeah, the doctor's name was Rafat Anand. So, I feel like if all four of us go up and walk under their doorstep and knock and ask, they're going to be a little bit intimidated. I have a feeling this is where I'm coming in, isn't it? Uh, you're the one with the credentials, um, and I have the questions, so I think it's uh, you and me. Uh, you don't sound too happy about that, but uh, let's, let's go. <laughs> what, what are we supposed to do? Should we... Ask the neighbors, or I've got my box of um, apothecary stuff. I could do like a, a door-to-door salesman bit or something. Yeah, and I can be pretty persuasive. Noah, ro- roll a uh, focus roll for me. Focus for the general environment you're in. Ooh, it's a minus two. Minus two? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Nothing unusual. You don't notice. Well, that's unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something that you could possibly track or an alchemy concoction that would be able to analyze the situation, say? Um, what kind of thing do you want to analyze? I have some preparations that could could do several things, but I don't have, like, I don't have anything that does tracking or... Do we expect there to be any veils or any, um magical obfuscation of some kind any i don't know what are you looking for as they say there was a window that was shattered how did they get in damn assuming the article would have said uh that was not detailed in the report okay that's what i was wondering they broke in middle of night one of the children apparently was awoken and they did not harm them but they did restrain them while they were searching the house and supposedly interrogated them a little bit, but that's as much as you know from the report. Okay. As you say, search the premises, maybe go around outside without being noticed um, around the area, around the neighbors, and see if you can find any clues. Yeah, okay. We can do that. We could certainly try, yeah. We're, um... What night did this happen? Two nights ago. Two nights ago. The okay. night before the Griffin bookstore will break in. Right. So technically that'd be three days. Yeah, so not so because we went in the day after the break in yeah. from the the yeah I'm just saying yeah, technically yeah. that'd be three days ago. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was less than seventy two hours ago, but technically three nights. Ago. Dun dun dun. We can go around to the neighbors and 
ask some questions. Use your charisma, child. <laughs> I'll go with the professor and uh, Tobias. You have no idea. <laughs> Don't use your charisma, Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys uh, walk up to the door, or what do you yep, guys do? I, I begin to walk uh, straight up to the uh, the front door. I'm looking back and seeing Professor as he's probably staying a good distance away from me, as expected. <laughs> uh, as you walk up there, you do notice like a uh, one of those like ring light type camera doorbells mm-hmm. staring you in the face, so you know they've got a camera. Mm-hmm. Instantly, I wave at it and then I knock on the door. A few moments pass. Uh, you see the light up. On the little uh, fancy ring light, and you hear a voice. <clears throat> Hello, can I help you? Give me one second. I'm looking for the uh, name of the newspaper again. What the hell was it? South Bend Tribune. <laughs> Toby flipping through his notes. Um, <laughs> that's even better in character. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, Where do I work? Who am I? <laughs> yeah, as uh, as he starts speaking to him through the uh, little ring, it's like, um, good, good. Good afternoon. Um, my name is uh, Tobias Miller with the uh, with, with the South Bend Tribune, and um, uh, if you would mind, uh, me and my uh, cohort here uh, have a couple questions we'd like to ask you about the uh, the break-in a couple nights ago. There's a pause. Um, yes, yeah, so just just a minute, and the light goes off, and about twenty seconds go by, and you see a silhouette in the. Uh, frosted glass, you know, French doors as uh, here a couple locks undo and probably a 55-ish, mid-50s year old uh, Indian gentleman answers the door and peeks out, you know, little small little glasses on um, and kind of just a uh, sweats. Um, it says, uh, it's a um, bad time right now. Uh, can I uh, ask what exactly you were here for? Oh, um, um, uh, professor, uh, you, you, would you like to address this? He, he, he's short for time, so maybe my banter will, uh, you know, just take up too much of his time. Yes, um, I am a professor of Greek and Roman studies at the University of Notre Dame, and I was curious about the book that was attempted to be stolen. You see his eyes kind of perk up a little bit as you mentioned that and he says oh um i don't remember mentioning anything about a book to the police uh but i am also a fan of greco-roman history if uh i would be happy to uh discuss that with you but um just a moment please um and you hear him kind of shut the door slightly and he you hear him Briefly, sounds like he's just asking his kids to calm down and go upstairs and play or something like that. And he opens the door back up. Uh, please, please come in. Please come in. Thank you. And what was your name again, gen- uh, gentlemen? You, uh, Tobias and... Yeah, Professor McRory. Welcome to my home. Come in, please. Thank you. And he kind of leads you. It's a real nice entryway, you know, a uh, very, uh, like, Spanish tile floor entryway and everything. And he leads you into a uh, side room with these sliding uh, the door, pocket doors, into a very nice study with dark wood and shelves and paintings on the walls and some statue, uh, little statuettes and busts everywhere. And, behind, uh, and he sits behind a large desk and invites you to sit down in these cushioned uh, leather chairs in front of his desk and uh, says, so uh, what uh, kind of questions are you looking for? Uh, w- w- would you mind if I record? Um, and I, I pull out um, I pull out the one from my right pocket j- just so, so we can get so all the facts is, correctly. So this is actually for an article? Yes, yes, absolutely. So I'm confused. Is this about my break-in or is this about my knowledge of history and Greco-Roman specifically. I, b- I believe the, uh, the, the Greco-Roman knowledge will actually uh, bring a little bit more enlightenment to the story because I, I, I tend to write some drab, boring uh, articles, so having the, having the right facts would make okay. a The young man was trying to explain that, yes, he brought me into the case because there has been a series of break-ins involving ancient knowledge of Roman artifacts, and I'm. He has requested my assistance because of his story he's writing over the topic. So I, my curiosity is also piqued 
because of the theories of the robberies themselves and the coordination of the history. I think I understand that that is not a problem. You may record. Okay, and he, he clicks record and he puts it on the table. So what is the book that was attempted to be stolen? Well, it uh, is not an actual book I own. It is more of a book that I wished I had possession of. Um, it is called The Text of Dionysus. Are you familiar with Dionysus? I am. He is the ruler in the story of Damocles and the Sword of Damocles. And um, I could recite a brief history for your friend here for the, oh, for the paper would, if you'd for like. The reco- for the recording it would be very nice. Thank you. <laughs> or I could. <laughs> uh, but he just starts going, you know, he's like there was once a king whose name was Dionysus. He was so unjust and cruel that he won for himself the name of Tyrant. He knew that almost everybody hated him and so he was always in dread lest someone should take his life. But he was very rich, and he lived in a free palace, a fine palace, forgive me, where there were many beautiful and costly things, and he was waited upon by a host of servants who were always ready to do his bidding. One day, a friend of his, whose name was Damocles, said to him, How happy you must be to have here everything that any man could wish. Perhaps you would like to change places with me, said the tyrant. No, not that, O king, said Damocles, but I think that if I could only have your riches and pleasures for one day, I should not want any greater happiness. Very well, said the tyrant, you shall have them. And so the next day Damocles was led into the palace, and all the servants were bidden to treat him as their master. He sat down at a table in the banquet hall, and rich foods were placed before him. Nothing was wanting that that could give him pleasure. There were costly wines and beautiful flowers, and rare perfumes and delightful music. He rested himself among soft cushions and felt that he was the happiest man in the world. Then he chanced to raise his eyes toward the ceiling. What was it that was dangling above him, with its point almost touching his head? It was a sharp sword, and it was hung by only a single horsehair. What if the hair should break? There was danger every moment that it would do so. The smile faded from the lips of Damocles. His face became ashy pale. His hands trembled. He wanted no more food. He could drink no more wine. He took no more delight in the music. He longed to be out of the palace and away. He cared not where. What is the matter, said the tyrant. That sword. That sword, cried Damocles. He was so badly frightened that he dared not move. Yes, said Dionysus. I know there is a sword above your head, and that it may fall at any moment. But why should that trouble you? I have a sword over my head all the time. I am every moment in dread lest something may cause me to lose my life. Let me go, said Damocles. I now see that I was mistaken, and that the rich and powerful are not so happy as they seem. Let me go back to my home in the poor little cottage among the mountains. And so, long as he lived, he never again wanted to be rich or to change places, even for a moment, the king. That is just a brief uh, summary of the story I was told. I am, st- uh, uh, Tobias is staring at him with open eyes and just like, <laughs> I can't believe you read that like straight from your, straight from your head. How, how, how can you hold all that knowledge? That's, that's amazing. Wow. I am wow. a very smart man. Oh, sometimes was... I wish I had a sword. <laughs> wow. That's um, gonna... Wow. And you, you're looking around this room now, and you even see up on one of the walls an actual painting. Um, it says, this right here is uh, one of my favorites. I purchased this about 10 years ago. It is a uh, oil on canvas by the English painter Richard Westall from 1812. Oh, there, there's the sword. The sword's right there. Just hanging by a horse hair. That's... Wow. So why is it that you were... But it is just a parable. It's, was it like it's a real artifact or anything like that? No, I, of course not. I did not uh, claim it to be so. Why are, is there, are you under the belief that there is actually such a soul? No, no, just think it out loud. So you said that it was not a book, but a book you wish you had. Explain that to me. I'll start there in a second. Uh, we'll go back outside. What is Eliza and Noah doing? Going to the neighbors to try and sell them some potions, yes, but we're really trying to find out some things. 
Okay. Is that what we're doing? That is exactly what we're doing, yes. Okay, that sounds good. This is the second campaign where I have ended up being a door-to-door alternative medicine salesman. <laughs> okay. All right. So, but now Faye's doing it with me. Yes. <laughs> I think we go up to probably like the what the house down, you okay. know, like one house down. Okay. Yep. Like there's two other houses on this dead end cul-de-sac stretch. Um, nearest one is, you know, barely, uh, you know, 500 feet from the front door of this house. So not a far walk at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you walk in up to the door. Um, garage door is open. Looks like they recently mowed their grass earlier this morning or had a service to it car in the in the garage uh you knock on the door uh, a few moments pass and a um, young lady answers the door probably probably about 18 19 looks like she's just got done doing some sort of activity she's got a little bit of a, a sweat going on with some yoga pants and like a, a tank top over a t-shirt uh, yeah. Can I help you? Hi, uh, my name is Noah. I'm from the uh, Anderson Apothecary just nearby. And um, I come to see if you're interested in any of our array of healthful chemicals or not chemicals. We'll, we'll scratch that out. <laughs> our, <laughs> our array of healthful natural remedies. Oh. And I'm Eliza. I'm just helping <gasps> out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's like shaking her hands. Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my! I loved you. Oh my god! It's Eliza Wraith. Tina! Uh, Tina! She starts yelling at the top of her lungs. What? You won't believe us at our front door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and I endorse these products. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> my favorite store on the Citadel. Oh my god. I don't always go to apothecaries, but when I do... Oh my god. We're done. I go to the it's Anderson over. Apothecary. So, long story short, they end up buying about $200 worth of stuff from you as long as Eliza will sign each and every one of them for them. Oh, yeah, totally. As her little sister's probably about, you know, 13, 14 years old. They're just freaking out, getting selfies with you, you know, just just talking it up and just screaming and crying and hugging and completely ignoring Noah. <laughs> uh, while they're doing this, I kind of want to ask them a few questions. Okay. Um, listen, click click. <laughs> this is a really lovely neighborhood. How long have you lived here? Oh my god. Uh, since I was born. Um, oh. This is the 14 year old talking. It's like, don't be a doofus. Uh, we, we, we've lived here uh, about 15 years. Um, uh, you know, my parents, they, they're in, you know, real estate and finance and uh, they, they make really good money as you can tell. You know, we're well off. You know, not as well off as you are, but um uh, but what was it like working with the, uh, the, the guys on Supernatural? Were they as hot in, in person as they were uh, on the TV? Oh, yeah, hotter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, do you know the, um, the family next door, the Anons? Oh, yes. He's a, he's a really good cancer doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, listen, I w- heard that a few days ago that their house got broken into. Did you hear about that? Oh my god, yeah. It Such was, a it shame, was, huh? It was insane. We don't have any crime here or anything and we, you know, mom and dad wanted us to, uh, you know, make sure we had our mace and our, and, our, and, and you know, didn't uh, walk too far, you know, even though we have a lot of, uh, um, you know, cameras up and everything. Oh yes, I'm so glad that you, you girls are safe. Um, listen, did you happen to see anything or hear anything that night of the break-in? No, I mean, we were, you know, up doing TikToks and stuff, and but, I mean, we don't, like, keep the windows open. We've got central air. It's really nice. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Eliza continues to take pictures with them and then, you know, says goodbye after they've bought $200 worth of Noah's products. Wait, I'm about to do some, uh, some fully work here. Thank you for your... business <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear him kind of screaming as oh my god i can't believe, can you believe we're gonna tell everyone and eliza at least like turns to like no one's like well at least they 
bought something. Yeah. That's exciting. I guess so. I I mean... Hey, do you have, like, a granola bar or something? I'm, like... I don't know. I'm just, like, really hungry. Uh... I have some salt. And he rummages around in the thing. Um... Oh, here's one. Oh, thanks. It's, um... Got a, wow, that's a lot of chia seeds. I'll do chia seeds. Okay. And I think as they're, like, walking away from the house and going to the next house, like, Eliza just kind of, like, rips open the granola bar and, like, wolfs it down and is kind of, like, thinking to herself, like, still hungry. Okay. So you guys check out a few more houses. Uh, we'll go back into the house. Sorry, what was the last question you had asked, Professor? He explained that it wasn't a book that he had but a book that he was trying to acquire and I asked him what he meant by that well the interesting story I was um, visiting the local uh, history museum here in South Bend uh, located in the Kapsha home uh, the Oliver Mansion downtown um, are you familiar with the Oliver Mansion uh, I uh, have James Oliver gentleman who invented the, uh, the Oliver plow works and reinvented the plow back anyway um he uh apparently had a uh, interest in greco-roman among other historical time periods and when i was lo and behold doing a tour of the mansion the uh we entered the small library in the house and i look over and i see on one of the shelves the texts of dionysus and I froze in my tracks. I quickly pulled out my phone, took a zoomed-in picture just to confirm, uh, did some research, and sure enough, it appeared genuine, and I did some calling around to the History Museum, and they said that, yes, uh, indeed, Mr. Oliver, back in the uh, late 1800s, had uh, acquired this as part of his collection, and they keep it right in plain daylight, you know, right in uh, plain sunlight, right there in the... Uh, no protection whatsoever. I was flabbergasted. They should have that in some sort of glass case. But uh, I offered them a very nice sum of money to purchase it from them, but I have yet to convince them. Um, but I am still attempting. I am hoping one day maybe they have it, will relieve themselves of it. So obviously someone knew about this transaction, or at least... I mean, I told some of my friends... Sure, sure, yes, yes. We have a chat room for uh, Greco-Roman book collecting. It's very interesting. Ah, I spend so much time on the interwebs, I should check that out. I'll send you a link. (laughs) Did you... I hate to bring this up. Did your wife or son see the culprits that entered Uh, your house? Yes, um... It was early in the morning, probably 2 a.m. I was at the hospital, and uh, one of my uh, daughters heard a noise in the downstairs area, and she came down, and she saw three gentlemen in my study going through my shelves, and uh, one of them grabbed her and told her that to take her up to uh, her parents' room, and she did, and... They grabbed my wife and my other daughter and they put them into a closet and told them to stay there, otherwise they would be harmed. Uh, Someone apparently stayed just outside the bedroom to confirm this as my uh, daughters could see a shadow from the hallway. But uh, this this went on for probably, they said, 20 minutes and uh, they... Did not have their phones on them, otherwise they may have called the police, but they uh, waited another hour before uh, they dared exit the closet, and when they did, they were gone. They called the police, uh, called me, and I came home as soon as I could, and the authorities were already here taking out a statement. But they did not take anything that I'm aware of. I'm glad that they're all right, and no one was harmed. Yeah, it's surprising to me because I did not... Uh, mentioned I did not even have any inkling that that was what they were looking for it is odd that they would uh, you would think that that was what they were after it is quite strange I have to admit especially if you don't actually have the book itself hmm. you know it is well. now that you mention it I 
something that is didn't make sense at first, but we had a interesting addition to our chat room for the uh, book club. Uh, someone joined in about three days ago. Uh, very suspicious person. We're normally very open about what we do, but they kept their personal information private, and they uh, were asking about uh, various people's collection of this subject. Uh, do, do you remember their uh, their username? Uh, let me uh, look it up. He opens his laptop and starts typing some stuff. Um, yes, here it is. It um, very very plain. Just uh, um, Mister Smith. Very, like I said, very generic. You actually got the name Mister Smith with no numbers or that's just all lower, just, yeah, all lowercase M R S M I T H. And they were asking about Greco-Roman books and people's collection, what they had, and claimed that they had some interesting books to raise uh, our interest. And uh, they didn't come back again after uh, receiving information. And uh, but. You don't think that could be involved in this, do you? Probably not. No, I doubt it. Um, if there's anything else that you can think of, um, I handed my card and, uh, like, oh. please contact yes. me. Um, I appreciate your time and I'm glad your family as well. I uh, thank you. I thank you very much for your time. Uh, is there, uh, anything else I can do for you? Please reach out. I, if, uh, you want to ever talk shop, I would love to uh, converse with you and discuss history. It is one of my passions. Ah, yes. I could tell you quite a few interesting tidbits that would blow your mind. I'll send you that link to the chat room. I'd appreciate that. All right. Thank you, and I have a good day. I nudge him, like, to grab his tape recorder and get out mm -hmm. of here. Nope. I, I reach forward, grab it, and then I reach my hand forward to shake his hand. I, I th th thank, thank you. I really appreciate uh, all, all your time. I know it's valuable, and you said you were busy. So let's uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of your way. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Pleasure, gentlemen. Come this way, and he leads you to the door, and you know gives you a pleasant uh, good day, and uh, go on your way. Um, Mr. Smith, how can he just get the name Mr. Smith with no numbers? That's right. Insane. That's impossible. That's a whole nother mystery. There must only be like. A hundred people on that website. That's crazy. <sighs> anyway, we have a new mission. We need to get to this museum. I think that's the book they're actually after. I think Eliza and Noah are probably waiting for them at the car because there's not that many people <laughs> like to go talk He's to. He's probably out of stock. <laughs> so you guys head to the car. Um, I'm assuming you fill them in on yep. everything you learned. And... I doubt it they're open on a Saturday, but I think the Scooby gang needs to do a break-in. <laughs> we need to find this book. Okay. And as they pile into the car, Eliza's like, does anyone have any snacks? I'm just like so hungry. You tell me, do you feel like you're exuding an emotional response from this hunger at all? I think she's like starting to get a little like almost like hangry. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. like really like noticing it, if that makes sense. But outwardly... Right? Outwardly, like a little, like trying to keep it together, but you know, like when you get really mm -hmm. hungry, mm -hmm. and but mm -hmm. you get like a little, like snippy mm -hmm. with some people. Mm -hmm. Are you driving more happening. aggressively right now? Yeah, you're not in the car. Well, you're, you're, well, guys, you're just getting yet. into the car. Tobias, I think, what was it? Two sessions ago, I had you put down a condition or whatever. Like uh, I think it was emotionally compromised or something like that. When uh, Corvus had kind of done a thing to you, I just can't. It was a, basically just like a. I know he did Tempor something to me. Yeah, it was like a temporary aspect. I think I called it temp uh, emotionally compromised, which is more of a temporary thing. But it was is is my best friend's friend a vampire? No, it wasn't that. No, no, Damn. it was just a, a very quick thing when you guys were in the alley when he you kind of found him. Yeah, because that was it was when uh, he basically wanted to chow on you. <laughs> okay, you kind of felt oddly attracted to him for a few instances, few moments, but. Because of that, you're you, you're feeling kind of strange. You're not sure why, but this anger you're feeling coming off of Eliza is actually making you feel kind of funny. 
Like what kind of funny? <laughs> it's a little bit funny. Yeah, kind of feeling inside. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like noticing a friend for the first time as how you doing? <laughs> more more physically appealing. Not one of those who can. W- would I recognize the same feeling high. as that one that I had <laughs> in the the the, the, the alley? Go ahead and roll a um, focus for me on that. Give yourself a plus one since it's happened to you. All right, so it'll be last, a plus four. In the last 24 hours. You have so much focus. Yeah. I have zero focus. That's so, my biggest, too. <laughs> that's a negative three and then a plus one. So I get a plus two. Plus two? Yep. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. It feels very similar, except a little bit stronger than before. Um, um... Uh, Eliza, remember your friend that was in the alley, the one that wanted to... Uh, My cousin? Yeah, that guy. Uh, She's, like, getting real snippy now, like, if people yeah. are asking her stupid questions. Um, <laughs> funny, I have the same reaction to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- I'm kind of getting the same vibe off of you that I got off him as he wanted to... Uh, yeah, well, maybe, like, because we're related? Well, probably because you're both vampires. Excuse, like, oh, she does, like, a double take? <laughs> you know, and uh, are we driving at this point? Yes. And she just like slams on the brakes. <laughs> okay, you slam on the brakes. I have that bag on top of me. I go straight oh, no. into your seat. Once again, face first, smashing into your headrest. Aren't you wearing a seatbelt? In the back seat? No. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Indiana rules. Um, <laughs> I smack my face. And then she like slams on the brake. It's like at a stop sign, right? Like so, she like tries to like like you know like keep driving. Like what? What are you talking about? Vampires aren't real. My face hits your headrest, and once what? again, I am just bleeding from my mouth. And the same cut that I had before is <laughs> just split wide open. Ah, oh, God! It's just ah, oh, more blood. Oh. <laughs> but. I, like he said, you're you're like your cousin. He, he yeah, because we're related. Yeah, he wanted to. I think he wanted to. Uh, what's the term? Uh, eat me, bite me. No, I don't. Drain your essence, child, is what he was trying to do. I, okay, I don't okay. eat people. Okay, let's um for for a, for a moment here. Let's uh, let's take a step back and uh, here, Toby, ha- take take some of this and rub it on your forehead. What's this now? Uh, it's something that I don't sell to customers. Okay. He takes it this time. Eliza, meanwhile, is trying to like prove that she's not a not a vampire. Uh, Matt, if you will allow it, this is a alchemical preparation. I'm so I'm in- invoking my preparations stunt for a mid tier effect. Uh, and I thought this would be interesting because one, it'll shield, it's a mind warding salve that will shield Toby from mild um, vampire mojo. But uh, it will require me to mark three more knowledge, which will require me to mark in too deep. Oh, okay. I will allow that. Because he's in too deep. And what does it say uh, under in too deep, like what you would need to do to uh, resolve that? Uh Designation. While checked, I have an aspect that puts me in danger that I need to confront or evade to clear. Hmm. So that doesn't have to come up now, but just yeah. some ammunition for next time. Probably that your best friend's about to eat you. Yeah, you know, I'm removing Toby <laughs> as a potential food item, so. As as he's doing this, like, Eliza's like, yeah, vampires aren't real. Duh, you've seen me eat garlic. Oh my gosh, I'm also in the sun. Really? You don't know, do you? I, I, I think I... It says so. It, it's in your aura, child. I don't know what you're talking about. Vampires don't exist. And I'm like, I'm looking at like Noah, like vampires don't exist. Um, yeah. What is Tobias thinking of all this saying she's a vampire? Just wiping the blood off my chin and taking that salve that he gave me. Uh, I think it might be a vampire. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've seen some really crazy shit in the past couple of days. Especially your cousin. I think he either loved me or wanted to eat me. But, uh, or both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, there's like three or four cars behind you at the stop sign. Uh, right. Oh, no, b- I, I, I've continued. To, I've continued to drive. Sorry. Yep. So there's this uh, silver like uh, BMW behind you just kind of like tailgating you now. Kind of upset you made him wait. Oh, if he honks at me. No, we just he's just tailgating <laughs> you. 
And that was Eliza's first kill. <laughs> so we will go ahead and end it there as you guys are making your way, possibly, to investigate this museum and further discuss the nature of Eliza and what or what she may not be and go from there. Yay! Yay. That was fun. Vampires don't exist. <laughs> Suck it up, child. <laughs> wait, wait, was that a pun? That's it was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so that is where we're going to end this episode. Uh, thank you so much. It's been an absolute joy being a game master again. Again, my name is Matt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Longfellow underscore Matt or Instagram at Mason Matt. Patrick, where can I find you, sir? Thank you for me. Blah, blah, blah. I can't eat. I can't talk. Don't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you can find me on the Twitters at Professor PFM. And Chris, where can I find you, sir? Chris, Gatejumper, two Ps on pretty much everything. And Faye. You can also find me on Twitter at CatFakeI um, and also at my other podcast at How the Quest. Yes. And lastly, Nathan. I guess you can find me on Twitter at Nate Scott Jones if you really want to. Do There's it, lots folks. of cats. Stalking. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> want to thank you all for joining us on our adventure this episode. If you want more content, please follow us on Twitter at Cast O Many Things. All of our episodes can be found by searching Cast O Many Things on Podbean, iTunes, or any app of your choosing. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a nice rating and review on the app of your choice. Lastly, if you want to reach out to us, we have an email, castofmanythings at gmail.com, and even a Facebook page under the same name. Point is, we absolutely love to hear from you, our amazing fans. We'll see you all next time on The Dresden Files. Da, da, da.